0: Welcome to the Powerful Nonsense podcast episode two, Uh, the podcast about entrepreneurship in the digital economy. It's uh, well into 2014. Have you been keeping up with your New Year's resolutions? If you haven't, why not? Stuff we're going to be talking about later in the show. Uh, So first of all, I'm Wayne Ingram, and sitting here next to me is my good friend, and yours.
1: It's uh, Jamie. It is. how are you? How are you, Wayne? Thanks for the introduction.
0: No worries, no worries. Um, so, let's jump straight in. New Year's resolutions, what do you think? General overview?
1: Um, yeah, I think they're good, I guess, in some ways, but mm-hmm. I swear that people have managed to keep to them. What about you? Have you, uh, Did you set any big goals for 2014?
0: Um, well, I don't particularly believe in New Year's resolutions as such, um, only because I think you should be Goal setting the whole way through. You don't have to wait to the new year, and I don't set specific stuff. I just kind of
1: hope that the next year is an improvement. It's not um, because you've uh, already um, sort of folded into your resolutions and you're already eating chocolate again, or I haven't a eaten a
0: single bar of chocolate, thank you, since I got got here. So, so there.
1: Got okay, back fair from enough. The Christmas
0: break, um, so far anyway, um, but no, it's more just because I kind of want just a general improvement, and there are certain steps that I like to take to improve on those sorts of things but some people prefer their, their resolutions to be more specific um so we're going to be talking about goal setting and things like that
1: so do you want to give us a quick sort of overview of the the things we're going to be talking about in this episode yes uh, so we're going to uh, discuss the 8020 uh, rule
0: rocking chair goal setting which is a new concept which you've introduced me to today, which I really like. Um, and glass balls versus rubber balls, which is a blog post that you posted not too long ago, Jim, which was very good as well. Thank you um, very much. No worries. Um, and other general uh, New Year's resolution tips and things like that for keeping up with them, uh, whether it be the new year or halfway through the year.
1: So, like we were saying, obviously, we're going to start straight in with the eighty uh, twenty rule. Mm-hmm. Basically, uh, when we were going and talking about starting this podcast, I was saying to you like. Sometimes not all all the time do we actually need to set new goals, but actually we need to cut things out of our lives. So, what did you think about that?
0: Um, Yeah, I think it's it's very important um, to be constantly analysing where your life is in comparison to where you want your life to be, and that's that's the really important thing is knowing where you want your your life to be and how you see success. Um, And so, it's very important to every now and then just just trim the fat. particularly being uh, creative or entrepreneurial, quite often you'll have um, side jobs, which are your bread and butter, at least to begin with. And um, the best way, I think, to kind of deal with those is to have them as close to what you want to do as possible. Um, so, for example, if you want to do a business in catering, maybe your, your best day job would be working in a kitchen or something like that. If your day job isn't, then maybe it's time for a change.
1: So in terms of like A20, there, I mean it's all about sort of cutting out the things that are wasting your time, holding you back from doing the things that you are wanting to do. Mm -hmm. Um, Would you say, is there anything yourself that you've sort of cut out this year that you think, okay, this was wasting my time?
0: Yeah. um, At the end of uh, last year, I quit the teaching that I uh, used to do on a Saturday morning, which was acting classes um, to young kids, which when I started it was very, very valuable to me, you know financially it was good for me, Um I was getting to use my skills and things like that Um but as time went on the kind of value in, in it kind of slowly deteriorated, not because I didn't enjoy it, I loved it, I loved the kids I was teaching, it was wonderful Um but just because it was, I could foresee that it was going to become a roadblock rather than um, an opportunity um, which it had been in the past um, and so I decided that I kind of needed to give that up
1: so that I could pursue my dream career more vigorously. I guess that's still sort of the same with me, really. I mean, the reason why I, well, I first quit, to go, quit my job to go travelling, but also because I just felt like actually nine to five is holding me the best part of my day in a job that I actually was enjoying sitting on the train, reading books, learning more, moving towards like maybe making myself better, learning more. And I was like, actually, these are the things I want to do. I need to create something. Where I can still earn that money, but also cut out the bits where I'm literally sitting in in an office and just not really doing what I want to do. Yeah, and that's that's the thing. I kind of
0: look at things sometimes, and I've been in some awful, awful day jobs, awful day jobs, (laughs) Um, and I sat there quite often and gone, you know, this has absolutely no benefit to my end vision. um, Literally, they're counting the counting
1: the seconds. Absolutely,
0: and you're you're there going, I just want to get out of here so that I can do what I want to do, and then what tends to happen is you leave that place, having done your day job, paid your dues for that day, you go home and you, and you get home and you're just like, oh, I cannot be bothered. To do a single thing. That's
1: <laughs> I what I mean. I sleep. think it just drains you mentally as well. If you're just yeah. doing something you don't like all day long, like you're not gonna come home and be creative, you're not gonna come home and be like, Yeah, I'm gonna sit down and write that book or I'm mm-hmm. gonna exercise. You're just you've so mentally drained yourself just being in the job that you hate that yeah. you just you put yourself on a downward spiral really. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that, that takes us quite nicely into the concept
0: of the rocking chair goal setting as well.
1: So basically the rocking chair I actually heard this on a podcast um recently and it was um Tony Robbins, one of the Greatest motivational speakers out there. It is really good. And mm-hmm. um, but basically, he was saying he heard this somewhere else, and it was basically ba- it was called the rocking chair because it's it's a way of looking at your goals. And then if you have a goal, it's saying to yourself, now if I don't take action and actually start working towards this goal, how will I feel when I'm an old person sitting in a rocking chair? Will I look back and say that is something I should have done rather than procrastinating? Mm-hmm. And so I thought it's a really good way because it's it's so important to kind of think of the bigger picture and think, well, if I don't do this now will I look back and will I regret it? And I think there's a lot Mm -hmm. of people who have those regrets. And What what do you think about that? Yeah, um, I I totally agree. I mean, it's a
0: really good way of thinking and it's a really good way of of putting things into perspective. And a lot of great people have have kind of spoken about this issue and put it in in different contexts as well. Um, I mean, you've got the uh, Steve Jobs... I was just uh, thinking that myself just now. (laughs) ...university acceptance speech, um, where he's saying, you know... Every day I look in the mirror and I ask myself, if today was my last day on this earth, would I do what I'm about to do today? And if the answer is no too many times, you know something has to change. And it's kind of a similar concept in that you kind of, you know what you, you have to know what you want out of your life, I think is very important as that step. Um, But there are, oftentimes you'll have this great idea and you'll be like, yeah, I really want to do that. And it will never happen. And the rocking chair goal setting concept, which I think is brilliant, is that point where you go, OK, well, it hasn't happened yet. When will it ever happen? Uh-huh. And if it doesn't ever happen,
1: will I regret How it? How will I feel? So basically, mortality is a bit of a motivator.
0: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, again, it's a, another thing that Steve Jobs goes on about in, in his commencement sh- speech about, you know, mortality. Death is the, the, one of the greatest things of human existence, because it's out with the old, in with the new, and you know you're only there for a limited time, so it's it's a very, very, very
1: good motivator, in that respect. Yeah, so I thought that was really good, then, um, so should we uh, move on to the next point? We certainly shall. Um, so, so basically, this one was also another one I heard on the podcast, and it's a, uh, this one, uh, it's probably better to go over to the blog and check it out, I mean, you'll probably get a bit more, but we'll give a quick, I mean, get a bit more, understand about it, but we'll give a quick overview, and basically, there's this glass ball slash rubber rubber ball sort of theory. And basically saying that there's things in your life, it kind of goes back to mortality, but there's things in your life that literally you can't take for granted. So, for example, if you drop a rubber ball, it's, it's going to bounce back, it's going to be all right. But if you drop a glass ball, that's it, it's smashed. You're not going to put it back together. And there's things that you do in your life or people you, you know or you see or things you want to do that, if you don't do them, that's a possibility that you're never going to be able to do them. Or if you destroy, say, a relationship, you might never have that same relationship back. Mm-hmm. So... For example, a glass ball might be your family. How much time you're spending with them? It might be your friends. A friend that you're not seeing. But then you. But then a lot of the time, people focus on rubber balls. Which rubber balls, for example, could be say, um, it could be maybe your career. It could be maybe the way people perceive you. So you're putting so much time and effort into these things that mm-hmm. really, if that if it goes bad, you can bounce back and you can get back into a career or you can get back into. I mean, you can. I don't know, but basically, you get the get the drift. What I'm yeah. saying is basically the things that you you can't afford to literally not focus on. So I just thought that was sort of quite a nice way of
0: Yeah, it's it's a nice um nice little metaphor of four things. And I mean the good thing about it is you can go as deep as you want. I mean in some respects you could say that time itself is a glass ball. Oh, here we go. Um if you waste your time you're not going to get that time back. Yeah. Um so it's better to keep utilising your time as much as you as much as you possibly can. Um but, I mean, if you were to look at um, careers in general, what would you say is is a rubber ball and a glass ball? So in your own career, for example.
1: Um, I guess with careers, I think what you've got to remember, obviously, as long as you're, I mean, everything goes back to what is your glass balls at the end of the day because you're doing all the things around it. Like, people don't have a job because they want to, I mean, if, they, if you're doing it just to make money, there's something wrong there because mm-hmm. most people want to earn the money so they can have the freedom to do the things. Mm-hmm. I mean, you have to work. It's something that you kind of want to do for yourself, but then also, say we like, I would say, I would say, career in itself is not a glass ball. Okay. I would say it's something that's there. I mean, humans were not made to just have to work. I mean, that could be like a whole podcast in itself. Absolutely. But there's things that we need to feel, we need to do to feel self actualized. So, Mm -hmm. in a way, I wouldn't say career there are I mean career is just a word for doing work that makes you feel like you're doing something so you feel it's
0: meaningful
1: exactly so there's a difference there so I think I mean like I say it's not something that's black and white some people might say well that sounds stupid though why would you want to make money you want to do this and maybe people like that and maybe that makes you feel good because you've got money you've got a great career Mm -hmm. you've got Affluent, but I don't know, it's, it's, it's a tough one. I think it's not one of those ones that's black or white. People yeah, might absolutely. say something to them might be a rubble, so it might be a glass. Yeah, and you can
0: read into it what, what you want as well, which is what what's nice about about the concept. Um, so definitely check out the, the blog post which Jem uh, wrote recently uh, Glass Balls versus Rubber Balls. Um, it might really give you a good insight just to kind of read it and, and kind of see. What your glass balls and what your rubber balls are, which would be uh, good to work out. <laughs> so think, get your balls handy. out and just see what happens. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> um, so one of the main things that uh, where people fail on New Year's resolutions is um, because they don't concentrate. Going back to the eighty twenty rule on cutting things out necessarily as so much doing more. Um, Although people will have the, I'm going to eat less chocolate, I'm going to eat less of that, I'm going to eat less of that. But um, what do you think would be a good example of uh, what would be a good resolution with regard to cutting things out?
1: Um, I think obviously you have to kind of sit down and just do an assessment of yourself, like, Think about it. Sit down, write down. Maybe even just schedule what you do for a week, and then look back at it after and say, "How many of these things that I did this week actually got me a little bit closer to what my actual goals are?" Mm-hmm. And I think that's really what you have to do because there's so much stuff. I know I do it myself. We're all good cool at just doing things that are just not adding to where you want to go. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. And it's that I've heard the
0: metaphor of you know spinning the plates, <laughs> and the more plates you try and spin, the harder it's going to be, and eventually. Uh, you know, if you spin too many, you're going to drop some of them, and they're going to. And after a lot of
1: a lot of time, people feel if they're not spinning a lot of plates, they're not actually doing anything. But Absolutely. the truth is, you don't actually need to be spinning too many plates to get Absolutely. the things you want. Definitely, and uh, you know, one thing that people
0: always talk about um, is focus and how important focus is, and learning when to say no to to something. Um, like I've I've myself have held many many jobs at the same time uh, on more than one occasion, I've had three or four different jobs at the same time and it's physically exhausting, mentally exhausting and most of the time you're not actually getting that much out of them because you're trying to do so much that that the results are kind of delayed I mean if I spent as much time across four jobs as I did on a single job, whether that be something that I'm really passionate about or something to earn my money the results are going to be far better focusing on that one job than spread across four. Um, and so I think it's very important when you're looking at setting your goals, whether it's the new year or halfway through the year, of really looking about what should you be doing less of so that you've got time for more of the, thing the things you want to yeah. do and the things that
1: matter, which is, which is very important. Well, I definitely think you summed that up quite nicely there.
0: Well, thank you very much. But
1: yeah, like as well, like just quickly going back on that, like you say, if you're putting focus into just one of those jobs, it's pretty It's likely that you're going to become a master at that job. You're also mm-hmm. going to be more likely to be promoted. So you end up becoming, earning more money if that's what your goal is, or whether you're going to become more, like, you're definitely going to get better at that role and you're mm-hmm. going to then earn more money because you're bringing more value. So yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, and so the important
0: thing, really, with all of that, is when you're choosing what to cut out of your life you really have to know uh, what you want to do and why
1: you want to do it so basically I put, put this one on the list of things to talk about this time because obviously at the beginning of the year you always hear it like set your goals put them in front of you and I had actually done that and I stuck them on my wall I had these I'll give, I'll give you an example like one of them was to learn Turkish this year that was one of my goals and I'm hoping that I'm going to get through to that one because I've been saying it every year. I want to learn Turkish. I want to learn Turkish. I go to Turkey every year, but I can't speak it. So I'm just like, it has to be done. And I thought to myself, actually, to put, put the actual words, I want to learn Turkish on the wall is good because I can see it. And it's something that reminds me to go on the computer, start studying or find a tutor. But I thought actually, the better thing to do is actually focus on the reason why I want to learn Turkish. And obviously for me, to learn Turkish means that I can talk to one half of my family. I can actually go to Turkey and speak to people and not always feel that they have to speak in my language. And it just gives me a bit of pride to say, look, I can speak two languages. And that's more important for me, and I think that's more of a motivator than just simply saying, I want to learn Turkish. And that's what I think is so important is to actually find what's your intrinsic motivation for learning something or for doing something. It's not literally what it is on the surface. You've got to dig a couple of layers down and say, why do I want this? Mm-hmm. And then I think that's where you'll find the motivation.
0: Yeah, it's focusing on uh, the carrot rather than the stick, isn't it? And Basically. on focusing on... on what the result will be. The result won't be learning Turkish, the result will be being able to speak well with your extended family and fluently and, and you know, engage in better conversation with them and in so doing get to know them better and in so doing build your relationships with them to be even stronger exactly. which is, is always, always a good thing um, and so it's really really important when you are looking at what you want to achieve is knowing why you want to achieve it because there's so many pressures as well from external courses going you should do this you should do that um but if you're doing it because you should do it and not because you want to do it then you're ultimately just going to fail because it's not something that you have a passion to achieve um in the same way as you know people losing weight because they're told they should lose weight okay yeah it's good for you to lose weight but you have to understand why
1: it's good for you to lose weight
0: um, whether that's
1: to spend time with your kids or you want to just be able to I don't know raise money for charity because yeah. you can do it a long run or even or... if it's just because you want to go out
0: on the town and pull <laughs> even if that's even if, even if that's uh, so the that's, that's goal so that's why it is wait. Hmm? so that's why it is that's why I'm trimming down the fat right now <laughs> I've been single for far too long <laughs>
1: <laughs> is that a shout out is that <laughs> no that's not a shout out <laughs> a shout we'll, we'll put his number at the end of the uh, <laughs>
0: podcast <laughs> um so on, on the uh, kind of track of goal setting and kind of why you want to do something is very important. Um, it's also very important to take baby steps.
1: Do you want to elaborate on that a little bit more, Jim? Um, well, basically, obviously, I mean, even for me, like, to, to say to myself, oh, I'm going to learn Turkish is, is quite a big task in itself, and it's sort of like... It's quite scary when you think of it, but then I say to myself, like I, I just downloaded a couple of apps on my phone, like got them for free, and I put them on there, and I just say to myself, well, I'll just sit on that app for thirty minutes a night, and I might not learn, I'm not going to learn fluent, but I'm going to learn some more text words. So for me, that's a baby step. It's not too scary, it's not too daunting. I don't, I mean, if I miss a day, I'm not going to be on myself, but because I've got my goals up on the wall, it always reminds me, okay, check out. So I think it's just important that people don't sort of go all in it's all about sort of breaking it down yeah just do a little thing like like i just read recently on a blog basically if you're going to be healthy and you don't want to just literally wipe everything that's bad out of your diet because you're going to be grumpy you're going to be miserable what mm-hmm. you need to do is instead say well instead for instead of me getting a snickers bar at lunchtime i'm just going to have a banana and so mm-hmm. it's small changes and then just slowly slowly keep making the little adjustments and then you're just going to get close to that bigger goal really yeah and eventually those those small steps, once you start adding more
0: and more and more, will start to snowball. And uh, before long, you'll look back and it will be a very, very drastic change because you've taken these tiny yeah. steps every single day. Um, like with the example with the eating, I was saying to you before we start recording. Um, I used to be incredibly addicted to Coke. I go
1: back to The drink,
0: to not the drug, the drink. <laughs> and Jem can vouch for that. I used to drink it like it was water. And here I am, sat with a glass of water in front of me as well. <laughs> um, but I used to get through so much Coke so quickly. And I made a decision to, rather than drink Coke, to drink juice instead. It's not necessarily better for my teeth, because it's still very acidic. But the nutritional value is definitely better for drinking fruit juice than it is from drinking Coke. And uh, whereas a bottle of Coke used to last me day or two, and I'm not talking a bottle that you'd get from your meal deal, I'm talking a two litre bottle from the supermarket, um, that lasts last me a day or two. Uh, we had a two litre bottle of Coke sat in my fridge for nearly two months, um, which did get drank eventually, but if it took two months, I was having a glass of Coke, what, every three or four days, possibly, just mm-hmm. a single glass, which you know, considering the difference from a year ago to kind of that, you know, and that was just one small baby step, and now I'm drinking so much more healthily, I hardly ever drink Coke.
1: I think one of the things you got, I think one of the key things there is really that you didn't change the action, so you still needed to have a drink, you still needed to hydrate yourself, but instead, Mm. when you had that, okay, I'm thirsty, you just said, okay, here's an alternative, here's Mm -hmm. some juice, there's still the Coke there, but I'm going to have the juice on this occasion. I think that's what's, that is really, really, really the key, because, I mean, you're always going to have those habits like someone who goes out and smokes all the time it's usually because they like that bit of time out by Mm. themselves and usually it's a break from work but really what you're wanting is the break and then the break kind of influences the have a smoke whereas if you went out there and just held a sticky i'm not saying you're going to get the same effect but it's sort of you've got to just sidestep the reason Mm. like you've got to know the stimulus and then you can i'm no scientist but i just think you need to you can't break habits you just need to adapt the course yeah Yeah, absolutely yeah i think that's a very well summed up. You're
0: not going to break the habit, but if you can improve the habit, make an improvement on that habit. So maybe if, you know, again, we're no scientists, but instead of having a smoke, you were, uh, I don't know. Well,
1: I mean, know. it's for example, the electric cigarettes. I mean, yeah. I mean, I don't know how good or bad they are for you, but people are still doing those and slowly by slowly they wean themselves off. Mm-hmm. So they're still doing the action of putting something in their mouth, but they're yeah. not getting the smoke. But they're slowly just weaning themselves off, so they're mm-hmm. just dull in the habit. And then, I mean, they're still going to want... Go out and socialise, but soon enough yeah. you realise oh actually it's okay just to just socialise. Yeah,
0: absolutely. Okay, excellent. Cool. Um, another thing as well, actually, kind of on the uh smoking thing, I think that's oh. a segue as well, is talking about willpower. Yes. Um because willpower is, is very important. We're not going to deny It's in that. very short supply as well. Yeah, but it is, it is in very, <laughs> very short supply and you very Quickly get downbeaten and what will often happen with people with New Year's resolutions that I've seen anyway is that <clears throat> they'll have their New Year's resolution and they'll start really 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 well and then they'll have that one day where they miss it <laughs> and then from that one day it all goes to pop because their willpower goes well I've not managed it now so when am I ever going to manage it? So do you want to elaborate a little bit more on why you can't necessarily rely on your willpower?
1: Well, there's actually this study that I read recently. I'm not going to say it back exactly how it is, but basically they did this um, test with two groups of people and they stuck um, volunteers, I think it was six, six of each, stuck them in a room and they had two bowls. And one bowl was full of uh, radishes and, or, or rhubarb and the other bowl was full of like hot fudge cakes. And basically um, they, they put the group in there and they said to one group, you guys can eat the radishes where like you, you can eat the hot, um, the hot fudge. So they went in there and obviously they're indulging away, eating away. Then the second group, they said to them, okay, you can go in there, but you're only allowed to eat the radishes. And so all of a sudden, I mean, most people aren't tempted to pick up a radish and eat it. Mm-hmm. But when you've been told, I'm only allowed to eat the vegetables and you can see these hot, Juicy, mm-hmm. chocolate dripping out of them fudge, or well, I don't even mind not being fudge, but it was something delicious. I know I'd go and basically, they had to drink, eat the radishes, and so their willpower was telling them not to touch the, the actual fudge. Uh-huh. And then what happened after is um, they then after they'd done that part of it, they put them onto another test, and basically they found that um, the people who had um, had to hold use their willpower not to eat the chocolate. Actually performed worse on. There was another task after it, but they didn't perform as well because their willpower they had used up their willpower, and so they pre- they actually performed less effectively. You're gonna to have to check this study. I will so try they, link So
0: the people that had eaten the radishes
1: because they had been burning willpower the whole time yeah. they were sitting in the room. Yeah, yeah. When it came to doing the second part of the, the um the, the test, yeah, they were worse at it because it was something. It was another willpower test, uh-huh. or it might have been like a I don't know. It might have been um actually like a um, what are those ones that sort of test your creativity or something like... Like an IQ test. IQ test, basically, yeah. something like that. And basically they performed worse because they had used up so much willpower that it, it sort of burnt their brains out, basically. They had, wow. And so people, and the, and the ones who had managed to just go in there, eat their chocolate, actually performed better. I'll try to find a study, and we'll try to stick that actually in the link somewhere, in the notes somewhere. But yeah, it was really <laughs> interesting to show that actually daily, and this is what happens, like, like you say, if you're in a job that you don't like all day you are burning willpower just to stay there so when you come home you're not being creative you're not being like you're not going to go home and do as I say write the book because you've just spent your whole day burning through your brain's allowance of willpower yeah. for that day yeah and so it's actually <laughs> so that was actually something I read I thought that was really interesting yeah that's
0: a really really interesting but yeah uh, I tried to get the actual
1: study in the notes because I probably didn't explain it at all right. but it was along those lines so basically what you're saying is if you want to conserve your willpower eat the fudge cake <laughs>
0: That's what you're saying.
1: No, I'm not saying <laughs> <laughs> all I'm saying is don't set yourself like something that is, like you say, don't go all out with a, with a, like, don't go from I'm a unhealthy eater to I'm a vegan because it's just not going to happen and yeah. you'll literally be killing through. You'll be on willpower, as you say, by the end of that one week, as soon as you do one wrong, you're just going to let go. But if you just do the little changes, you're only burning a little bit of willpower here and there and it's not mm-hmm. affecting anything else and you're slowly going to. It's not that thing will become a habit where it doesn't actually burn the power I was
0: about to say yeah see what I'm saying yeah once it becomes a habit um, in fact it might have been something that you linked me to actually was the um, decision making Mm -hmm. budget that you have with your brain and uh, I'm going to quote the guy again I think well I say quote the guy but use him as an example again Uh, but it was in this blog post anyway the Steve Jobs with his turtleneck and his Mm -hmm. jeans his wardrobe was full of turtlenecks and jeans that was Mm -hmm. it and he would just take a turtleneck off the top of the pile, a pair of jeans off the top of the pile, and he put them on for the day. Um, reason being is then he didn't have to think about it, and so he wasn't using his cognitive budget It's true for that day. It's, it's Same as willpower.
1: Same, same sort of system.
0: Yeah. And before long, when it does become a habit, you're not thinking about it. Habit becomes... It's, a, it's an autopilot that you do without thinking. Mm-hmm. Um, like when you know a song so well, um, and you're trying to do work. Before long, you don't hear the song, because you're... You've, you know it so well, it's subconscious. Mm-hmm. It's that same kind of, kind of concept, which is really interesting. It's definitely interesting, I like it. I, I like it.
1: it. So... Um, so
0: another thing to do as well with your uh, old New Year's resolutions um, is get somebody to hold you accountable, essentially. Um, because if it's secret... Nobody's gonna know if she failed.
1: Well, to be honest, I'm gonna come back with you on that one. Obviously, I think there was actually a TED talk recently. I don't know if people checked it out, but basically, they did an actual study to say that you actually shouldn't tell people, or if you do tell people, I've you should you should you should tell certain people. Because mm-hmm. I mean, there actually there was actually there's another <laughs> test, like a, like a psychology test, or whatever it is, and they basically said that um, people actually say what their goals are for the year actually get the the endorphin rush or whatever it is Mm -hmm. that that they've actually completed it already Mm -hmm. just by telling somebody Mm -hmm. and so they're less likely to put in the work because it's sort of like well you get you've got that feeling of saying to people I'm gonna I'm gonna learn Turkish I've been guilty (laughs) of it as well
0: I've been guilty of when somebody's doing really really well around me (laughs) and they're kind of like yeah I've been doing this I've been doing that and then I'm looking back going I've really not achieved anything near that level and then I'll say oh, well, I'm going to do this, and I'm going to do that. <laughs> <laughs> and all of a sudden, you kind of rise yourself. You feel yeah. like you've risen yourself up a little bit, and you're kind of like, well, I haven't done it yet,
1: but I'm going to do it. But that's what I think that's what, that's what um, people do. I think January everyone feels so positive and so great because... They're all just feeding off these kind of, well, it's January, this is what I'm doing this year. Yeah. And I think they'll do it for two weeks. And then you hit a massive wall and then you're depressed because actually you've already told everybody how great you're going to be in the future. Yeah. <laughs> and you don't and then live then you up don't to get... it. <laughs> yeah. And then you you're just put yourself back reasons. in the hole. And then you're like, well, next year. And then January comes again, it gives you that other opportunity <clears> to go <throat> straight back in. So yeah, absolutely. I think there's definitely something there as well. <laughs> yeah, I, I think. I but think you're right. going back, there is, obviously, there are ways that you can be accountable really effectively. Like, I think I heard something re- um, about this guy who basically said he was going to get fit, and he just put it out on, I think he, um oh, no, no, this is it, I've got the one. Basically, this guy, he was going to get fit, so he put it out on Facebook, and he basically said, like, he put a picture of himself, and he said, if I don't get to whatever weight he was, he was looking to get to, mm-hmm. he said, I will give, say, I don't know, $500 to the Nazi party. Oh wow. See if I don't hit that target. And so sometimes doing little tweaks like that where you're actually gonna do something so negative, like it's Mm -hmm. it's such it holds you you just can't that can't happen. It just Mm -hmm. can't happen. You would not want that to happen. And so those sort of accountabilities are quite effective.
0: Yeah. But I think also, you know, if you tell someone that you trust that you're going to do something. As opposed to telling everyone that you're going to do but someone that you trust that you that you know will go, come on why haven't Why haven't you you said you were going to do it why haven't you done it yet
1: um, Well, I think you're on some dangerous ground there because I know obviously a lot of people were saying oh, I'll do that with my partner and you can get a lot of uh, resolution uh, what's it uh, jealousy. <laughs>
0: <'Cause>,
1: <laughs> so what if, for example, like it is you have to pick it really wisely because if you find it's like if it's your partner as well and you both set your goals and one of you stick into it and the others <laughs> turn into a
0: domestic. <laughs>
1: who knows? You're going to set yourself off, so you do need to find someone who you know that is going to push you, but mm-hmm. you're not going to also sort of. I mean, you don't want to offend them as well. Like yeah. if I bragging, well, I'm, I've stuck to all five. I'm fluent in Chinese, <laughs> Japanese, and Turkish this year. Yeah. And your the mate's there, and he's. He's poor, <laughs> and he's he's put on weight since he said he was going to go on become, vegan diet. He's become clinically <laughs> obese. <laughs> he's broke. He's morbidly obese, and you're a polygon. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm basically, you have to. <laughs> you have to pick. You have to pick your uh, resolutions wisely, and who you tell really, because it is a dangerous thing. But, but yeah,
0: because yeah, I mean, it could quite easily
1: cause, as <laughs> you say, resolution jealousy. And, and I do think, like, think about it how many people you see on Facebook, Twitter saying, Oh, this is what I'm going to do, this is what I'm. Yeah, but, I mean, how many people are going to chase them up after? And I mean, are they already getting the, the pleasure of saying, Oh, this is what I'm going to do? Mm. And they're all posting their, their new meal that they're eating, and this is it's, uh, like vegetables and protein. And I've not seen eaten... so many of those on Twitter, it's, so many plates full of vegetables. But that's what I'm saying, it's like. <laughs> Why sometimes you got yourself Why do you need a resolution? <laughs> why do you need a new year to say okay? Yeah. I'm gonna eat healthy.
0: Yeah, and I've seen a lot, a lot of cynicism um, online about New Year's resolutions, about New Year, New You. Eh. It's
1: you're not, you're just gonna be the same person this time next year and. I think if I've actually been guilty of putting up an ad that maybe said New Year, New You, but... <laughs> <laughs> I mean, obviously, everybody feeds the concept into it, it's is set there. there. It's yeah, like, yeah. you're meant to be happy at Christmas. So. Yeah, yeah. The, the
0: concept is there, and it's a good concept to have, but it doesn't yeah. necessarily have to be a New Year thing. But like you
1: say, every month could be your new month where you set yeah. a new goal, or you just reassess where you're at with your goals. And it's I'm about those baby steps again. So I just want to, obviously, we're going to be finishing up now, but I just want to go back to basically something I heard actually on the old podcast, me and Wayne like to indulge in a lot of podcasts and blogs, and that's why we probably pull a lot of content and just put it into one big mishmash of our own podcast. (laughs) (laughs) Which this one certainly has been a mishmash. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. So, but basically, um, one thing I heard, and I thought it was a really powerful phrase, is that a lot of us actually create a cage for ourselves. So it's like you create a cage of your own creation. Mm -hmm. And so what that basically is saying is that, like, a lot of the time there's all these things that we want to do and we... I mean, we hope to get out of the year, but actually you've got to look back and think what, like last year, did you create that cage around yourself to now have to make that resolution to mm-hmm. say, I'm going to be, I'm going to get fit or I'm going to now have a job that I'm, I really enjoy. Mm-hmm. It's like, we, we kind of, I don't know if you could elaborate on that a bit more, basically I don't know if i said that clearly, but it's just how you set yourself up for your own, I don't know, What's that? Oh, you set yourself. are your own demise, I guess. It's sort of just like you—you you take on, like you say, if you take on four jobs, you have set your cage up. You're not going to go and yeah. do. Yeah,
0: yeah. You're
1: not going to go and do the things you're meant to do because you're too busy and you're mm-hmm. knackered and you're hating all four jobs, and that's it. You don't even want to speak to anyone. So it's like, that's what I'm trying to say is that people need to kind of be be aware that they're not this year that they're not actually creating a cage for themselves by taking on too much or yeah or kind of just yeah, you just as I get hey, it always goes back to that look what you actually want out of the year really want mm-hmm. don't just take on all these things you're going to start doing a marathon you're going to i don't know you're going to bloody hell, i don't know whatever your goals are but you just don't create that cage for yourself that you don't achieve it and you yeah. don't do what really matters and
0: that's the thing as well i mean okay yes uh, we're only here for a short space of time in the grand scheme of things but i think you should look at each year as a as a stepping stone to what you want your ultimate life to be particularly if you're you know the age that me and you are in our mid twenties, you know, we've got our whole lives ahead of us. But it, you know, very young, way, extremely young. Either way, no matter what age you are, you should be looking at each year kind of
1: as, yeah. well, what do I want to achieve this year, so that next year can be a better year. But even just have bigger goals as well. Like this is what I want this year, but my ten years, this is what yeah, I want to be absolutely. like. There's nothing wrong with that. And I mean. so each year should be an increase. It should never
0: plateau, it should never drop. It should always be an increase towards whatever your success might be, whether that be, you know, being able to comfortably, you know, have a good meal on your plate every day, you know, and being able to just enjoy each day for what it is, if that's your view of success. Or if if your view of success is owning that penthouse in New York City or whatever. Whatever your success (laughs) is. Whatever whatever your view of success is consider each year as a kind of stepping stone and each month each week everything those small steps to that final end goal and you'll probably find that you actually reach it a lot quicker than you would if you just go i want that penthouse Mm -hmm. i'm going to get that penthouse rather than okay well to get that penthouse i need x amount of money to get that amount of money i'm going
1: to do this to do
0: that to do that
1: break it down break it down into baby steps don't burn the willpower yep Cool, so I guess that's the uh, end of our second podcast, which yes. hopefully people enjoy. <laughs> <laughs> we hope so. We yeah. hope so, because obviously we're new to it and we're just get it starting out, so any support, any just to know that people anybody's listening is a good thing, really. Absolutely, yeah. keeps um, us fired up. It's just nice to have a conversation about these sort of things as well. Anyway. Yeah, definitely, and to kind of share our thoughts
0: and uh, kind of what we have experienced and heard of other people's experiences through, through this podcast so um, if you do um, enjoy what we're doing, please let us know um, and we'll, you know any tips that you'd like to give or any ideas that you, you have for what we could do in the future please do just let us know um, you'll be able to, or can, subscribe to us through iTunes um, so if you are enjoying what we do, please, please please, 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 give it a rating and a review um, because it really, really will help um, us to continue to do what we do and improve as, as time goes on. Um, so we really really appreciate you uh, listening to what we have to say.
1: Uh, jem, how can people connect with you online if they should wish? Um, so you can either email me at jem at com or you can uh, link me on Twitter which is at C-K-Y-I-L-D-I-Z and uh, yeah, they're the main ways really if you really want to get in contact. Mm-hmm. About yourself. Uh, for myself,
0: you can contact me um, at wayne at powerfulnonsense.com um, or um, if you want to join the conversation on Twitter, as they say, uh, you can follow me at wayne underscore Ingram um, on Twitter. Um, so we're going to wrap it up with a little quote from Nancy Klein.
1: Uh, Jim, would you like to do the honours? Oh, thank you very much. So um, this quote I got from... Nancy Klein's book I actually forgot the name of it but I'll definitely link into it Um, and basically she says if you were not to hold back on life what would you be doing and so that's something this year January you should be asking yourself what would you be doing if you weren't to hold back absolutely and for the rest of the year as well
0: thank you very much for listening we'll catch you next time see you soon